right, Blazer fans, welcome back to another episode of the Blazer Victory Podcast, episode number 14. This is your co-host, John Duncan, and of course, as always, I'm joined by Steve Irvine. Steve, um, it feels like it's been a while since our last last time we talked um, when we recapped that Louisiana Tech game. Um, it looks like uh, if this game is indeed going to be played with North Texas, which it does look like currently as we're recording that we're going to play, looks like we're going to have another tough game on our hands, buddy. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, especially uh, you know their offense is as dynamic as uh, well. It's the most dynamic offense in the conference, you know, by far right now, and and. Right. Uh, you know, defensively, they, they've had some struggles, but, you know, they can certainly outscore you. And, and um, yeah, and, you know, and, and they're going to be obviously rested, maybe a little too rested. <laughs> you know, right. if, if we make it to Saturday, it's going to be 27 days in between games for, for them, which is a long time. And, you know, it's good and bad. I mean, it, it's, it's good that they've been on the practice field at least because, you know, the games have been canceled from the other way. You know, the other team's been having had problem. Well, I, I guess some of theirs, too. I mean, they, they're having some problems, some virus problems um, within their program. But they have been able to practice and, uh, uh, you know, and they are rested and they're healthy. So um, it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting. Right. Yeah. And for those that don't know, yeah, uh, North Texas has not played in almost a month. Their last game. Was at Middle Tennessee where they did win fifty-two to thirty-five, but yeah, they've had a couple postponed games uh, due to uh, coronavirus. Uh, they were supposed to play at UTEP, and they were supposed to this past week play at home against Louisiana Tech, but virus cases did lead them to have to postpone that game. Um, and you know, Conference USA has already rescheduled those games for North Texas. But uh, Seth Luttrell in his uh, press conference yesterday. Uh, I got to watch that, and he did seem very confident that, uh, you know, based off of the last round of uh, tests they did Sunday, that they felt confident that they should be able to play at Legion Field this Saturday. So, you know, as we spoke right before we started recording, Steve, you know, things can change really quick. Um, I mean, heck, even after we record this and drop it, you know, later on today or tonight, they could announce that they've got a couple more positive cases and lead to this game being canceled. Um, and I, I don't think that Conference USA would be able to reschedule this game, uh, especially since North Texas is already having to play two rescheduled games uh, later on in the year. So, if, unfortunately, if this game doesn't get to be played, I believe they'll end up canceling it. But, you know, we'll stay positive and hope that, you know, as of things are right now, it looks like they are going to play the game Saturday at Legion Field. Um, this game will be a 2 o'clock kickoff. Uh, broadcasted on stadium and will be aired on Fox Sports Southeast. But of course, as always, you can catch uh, Steve Irvine, uh, David Crane, and Trey Raglan on the call on Jocks 94.5 FM radio. Uh, you know, as Steve, as you just mentioned, I mean, they, they have one of the most prolific offenses, not only in Conference USA, but I believe they rank second nationally in overall um, offense. So we're definitely, you know, Seth Luttrell, their head coach, you know, he's an offensive-minded coach. Uh, no surprise um, that they have another good offense this year. But honestly, before I watched film and did a deep dive um, on North Texas, Steve, I was expecting a big drop-off, you know, especially since, you know, Mason Fine's gone. You know, they're uh, one of the best uh, quarterbacks in Conference USA history. You know, he's no longer uh, – he graduated last year. 
And also, you know, they lost Todd Grantham, uh, their offensive coordinator, a couple years ago, too. So I was expecting, honestly, a small drop-off, but it looks like that their offense might even be better now without Mason Fine. Uh, they do have two really good, uh, talented quarterbacks. Uh, one is more of a uh, typical pocket passer, uh, you know, and the other one seems to be, you know, the other the other guy, he can throw it, but he's more of a, a dual threat. He can definitely run it. Uh, the first person that I was mentioning is Austin Ani. He's more of their just typical pocket pack passer. Really good arm. Um, I believe he's thrown eight touchdowns so far this year in only five games. Um, but the dual threat guy who really got going their last game at Middle Tennessee, Jason Bean, um, you know, he's thrown for six touchdowns as well. So he can throw it. Uh, he can throw it and run it. But watching the Middle Tennessee film, which was their last opponent, I believe he had almost 200 yards rushing. And uh, I mean, he both of these guys are really scary. And, you know, not to go ahead and jump into things. But of course, the best player on the field on offense is Jalen Darden, their uh, wide receiver, who does currently lead the nation in touchdown receptions. And like I said earlier, they've only played five games and he still leads the nation in touchdown catches. Yeah, I mean, Jalen Darden is, um, I think, is, is, is yeah, I don't know that he would win it in a vote, but I think he's your offensive MVP in the conference right now. And I'm not sure it's even close. You know, right. uh, maybe Sincere McCormick, uh, you know, could be fairly close, but he's, he's dynamic, you know, and he's, he's, uh, He's been a thorn in the side of UAB the past couple of years. I mean, he's, yes. you know, it's, it's not we're not surprised by what he's done, but you know, I mean, here's a, here's a guy averaging, you know, 137 yards per game receiving, you know, 10 touchdowns, uh, 15 yards a catch, and the thing the thing that I love about Darden, I've always loved about him, watching him play is he's the kind of guy that you throw the ball short to him and turn it into big, but he can also he's also a good route runner. He can also get down the field and be, you know. Uh, I guess a traditional wide receiver, um, also. So, I mean, the, 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 there's very little that he can't do, you know, uh, with, with the ball in his hands or w- when you target him, uh, I mean, he's just, he's sensational. And I don't know, I mean, you have to commit, you know, at least two guys to him, you know, you're, you're not gonna, um, you're not gonna, uh, tackle him in the open field with one guy. Most of the time he's that dynamic. Uh, right. you're not going to, um, you know, even even your faster guys are, are not going to just be able to 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 stay with him. And uh, I mean, he's 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 sensational. I mean, I, you know, he scares the heck out of you. And, um, and I mean, like you know, just kind of going back what you're talking about with you know, both those quarterbacks are are also sensational. I mean, I think you know, in one sense, Jason Bean scares you you know a little more maybe because his pass you know pass and run and what he you know what he's done. And both of those things, but then you look at Ani and, and you go, well, he scares me too. So I mean, yeah, both those guys, they haven't, they haven't certainly have not missed a beat. They're better offensively than they were last year but by far. Yes, and you know, maybe a couple of years before, uh, you know, um, they were this pretty even offensively. You know, because you know the two years before that they were really good offensively, and um, but they're just, I mean, they don't have. There's not a hole. You know, DeAndre Torrey is is, is um. You know, a good running back. Uh, you know, they just don't have any holes offensively, and and um, you know they haven't. They're they're not two and three because they're offense. That's for sure. No, yeah, I mean, and and also too, uh, one thing that North Texas has gotten going on offense of this year that they really lacked last year was their running game. You know, you just mentioned DeAndre Torrey. 
um, averaging uh, six yards a carry. Um, have, he's almost got 500 yards in five games. Uh, but also they've got a couple other good guys uh, running backs, Oscar Attaway and Trey Siggers. I mean, both of those guys can play too. Um, so they've definitely been able to uh, establish that run game, at least so far this year. Now, competition-wise, um, I mean, you know, Middle Tennessee, not that great of a defense. And then, you know, Charlotte's decent, but um, SMU, you know, Houston Baptist. Um, but still, um, I feel like looking at this year's offense compared to especially last year's offense is definitely them being able to establish the run and uh, a lot more than they were able to last year. So, you know, you mentioned um, having to – basically put two guys on Darden. Um, you do that. Um, they've got some other talented wide receivers for sure, but you know, you got to keep some guys in the box for that run game. Um, this, this year, especially, you know, uh, I feel like, uh, Seth Luttrell in the off season, you know, he, he knew that he had to get that run game going to make that offense better. You know, he, like I said earlier, he's an offensive minded coach, a former offensive coordinator at North Carolina and other places. So he knew that he had to get that run game going. But yeah, you look at DeAndre Torrey, um, 67 attempts, 444 yards, averaging almost seven yards a carry, uh, four touchdowns. Um, you've got, you know, as we mentioned earlier, being at quarterback, I mean, he's averaging 12 yards a carry. Um, and that's with sacks taken into account as well. Um, but Attaway, um, I believe he's a freshman. Um, he's already had over 222 yards on just 25 carries. Um, and a couple touchdowns. So really explosive on offense for sure for this North Texas team. So UAB defense definitely going to be tested this Saturday at Legion Field, um, having to face this explosive offense. And honestly, this probably is going to be the best offense that UAB faces all year. Um, but the good thing, <laughs> you look at the defensive side of the ball, and you know we, we mentioned that uh, North Texas's offense is uh, second best nationally. Uh, their defense is actually dead last in the one of the worst in the country. Um, now they, you know, they've had some injuries. They've had to battle through, you know, COVID like every other team. But that on the defensive side of the ball, they have been struggling. And I mean, they have one good guy, um, and you know, he's missed a game or two uh, at linebacker. Uh, Davis, um, Katie Davis. I mean, he's he's really good, but really, other than that, UAB should should have a field day, especially running the ball against this uh, North Texas uh, Main Green defense. Yeah, and I think throwing the ball too. I mean, I think that, that that's the one thing that they they've just been poor on, on both sides of the ball. And you know, I think that's been their struggle the last two years. I mean, I think in in seventeen and eighteen. You know, you talked more about, you know, you know, Jeffrey Wilson and, and, and Mason Fine and, you know, Darden and Guyton and, and you know, just kind of go down a list of, of big time playmakers they had. But I thought in 17 and 18, the key to their team, why they were so good was was they had, you know, they really were good defensively, you know, and, and you know, not that they were a shutdown defensive necessarily, but they had some guys that just went out and made plays, you know, they got turnovers and they, 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 they had sacks and, and tackles for losses. And they had a really good linebacker that the EJ, I forgot his last day. I forgot how to pronounce his last name, but he was sensational middle linebacker for him and, you know, run around and make plays, make big plays. And I think that, you know, you, you try to pin, you know, last, last year they were trying to pinpoint, you know, what was going wrong because it was Mason fine senior year and they weren't winning games. Well, they, I don't think they were playing well defensively and, 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 right. You know, certainly this year they're not playing well defensively, and that's uh, you know, that's been the difference I think in in um, this program compared to you know seventeen and eighteen compared to nineteen and twenty. Um, 
And, and you know, I don't know that there's uh, – this year they haven't shown to be, um, you know, playmakers necessarily. Uh, um, but, you know, I mean, things could change. I mean, you never know. I mean, you know, they, they – um, you know, I do think that they're the linebackers good, but you know, you know, we'll see. But I, I, I do think the one thing they have been equal opportunity. You know, as far as if you want to pass, you know, you can do that on them. If you want to run, you can do that on them. So, I, you know, I, I would suspect that UAB will take a run first approach. Yes. Um, on on Saturday and and um, you know, build from there. Yes, I mean you you kind of have to too. It's you know, get that run game established, play a little play a little ball control offense. Um and just try to keep that explosive offense off of the field from North Texas and, you know, give our defense a rest for sure. So, and, and I mean, you know, you go back to the last game, Louisiana Tech, we, we were able to establish the run, um, get that ground game going at uh, Ruston against Louisiana Tech. So I'll, I'll look for them to, you know, try to just pound the rock again this week against North Texas. I mean, you look at this North Texas defense there, they're giving up um, almost 550 yards per game, uh, 243 on the ground and 306 through the air. So, um, yeah, it's kind of like what you just said, Steve. You know, UAB should be able to move the ball, um, whether that be either through the air or on the ground, just pick and choose, basically. You know, whatever. Uh, if they stack the box, then uh, Tyler Johnston um, or Lucero, um, they're going to have to get that uh, pass game going for sure. And try to get those wide receivers, in, you know, with uh, Watkins and Mitchell, and just get them get them the ball somehow. Um, and you know, going back to that Louisiana Tech game, that was you know we've already uh, hit on that on our recap episode um, a couple weeks ago that you know we were um, just frustrated, especially at the quarterback position, just just got to make some plays. Um, but, but as you mentioned, you know, in the last episode, it wasn't all on the quarterback. You know, sometimes you know like Shropshire's got to run the right route. Uh, it, it it all doesn't just fall on the quarterback, but definitely got to get that passing game uh, going this Saturday, too, because I definitely anticipate that North Texas is going to try to stack the box and try to force UAB to beat them through the air. But hopefully, you know, we'll be able to do that since they're giving up over 300 yards through the air anyway per game. Um, but I will say watching their last game, you know, it's been three, four weeks, but watching their last game against Middle Tennessee, I feel like their defense kind of found something in the second half, especially in Murfreesboro um, against Asher O'Hara and company. Um, I believe they only gave up seven points in that second half to the Blue Raiders. So it seems like they might have found something on defense in that second half of the Middle Tennessee game. But really, it's just on offense. Uh, I'm just I'm, I'm stressed out. I know Clark stressed out. I know Reeves is oh, stressed yeah. out. I mean, this is. Oh, yeah. This is going to be a killer offense that UAB will face. And, I mean, you just look at the stats on this Middle Tennessee game. Good grief. Total yards, North Texas, 768 yeah. yards on offense. I mean, are you kidding me? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's it's scary as can be. I mean, you know, and obviously that's, you know, Middle Tennessee has is, is not been a good defense this year, so, you know, there is right. part of that. But, but it's certainly not an offense that you want to – you know, I mean, this sounds weird – but you really don't want a bunch of big play scores offensively if you're UAB this week because you want to no. you want to grind it out, you know. And and obviously you'll take a touchdown however you can get a touchdown, but you don't want to keep giving them the ball back quick, you know. Um, right. Even after a score, I mean, you know, they they're they're scary, you know. And 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 they're scary in the sense that that um, you know they're healthy. I mean, you know, there's not this time of year, you know, and this year's been different, obviously for everybody with with. Um, 
you know, with the cancellations or postponements and, and um, just schedule anyway, you know, the schedule anyway is kind of weird. Uh, so, so you're, you're not, it's not, it's not as much of a grind, I guess, as a, as a regular season or some seasons are right. uh, f- physically playing week after week, but, you know, mentally is certain, certainly a grind. And, um, but there's, you know, this is a fresh team you're going to play, uh, you know, and you're talking about what well, week eight, week nine, whatever it is. And, and, and you're playing a fresh team that doesn't happen a whole lot, you know, in a regular, right. in, a, in a regular year, if you want to, if you want to call that, you know, say put in that in those terms but that you know that's scary they're going to be they're going to be rested and ready ready to go and and um maybe figured out some things uh figured out some things on how they're going to um you know uh, i guess rotate the quarterbacks or who's going to play quarterback and you know the other thing that's hard about this for, for every team and this is the same thing with with north texas preparing for uab and uab preparing for north texas and whoever it may be you don't know who's going to be on the field either Right. You know, North Texas is talking about, you know, they have some, some guys and, you know, that have tested positive within the athletic department. They, you know, that, I don't know if they've said an exact number in football, but, you know, I mean, you prepare for, you know, just, just for example, and I'm not saying this and I'm not wishing this, but, you know, what if one of the quarterbacks has it, you know, mm-hmm. and you, you prepare for both and then, you know, you only get one. Uh, you, you know, what if a key player has it? You don't, you just don't know till you get on the field sometimes, uh, you know, and that's why, that's why, I've, you know, I've noticed that, um, you know, almost every game I've, I've seen coaches keep a close eye or have people keeping a close eye in, in the warmups on, on who's, who's warming up. Right. You know, you, you know, it's almost like they have a, um, you know, a roster out there and they're checking off guys that are there, you know, and I mean, you see a lot more of that cause you don't know, you know, because it's not it's not publicized, and it shouldn't be publicized. I don't, I, you know, I don't want to. I mean, I don't think it's our business to know who who has right. or doesn't have it. You know, I, I mean, uh, Trevor Lawrence, and maybe maybe it's a different case, but but you know, in general, it's not. It's, you know, there's no. You, they shouldn't publicize who it is, but you know, they get out there and try to figure out. Okay, well, you know, we prepare for this. Who's actually here? So it's just it's it's a weird thing, and and um, you know, but uh, you know, the the I guess the. <laughs> the best case scenario could be just grind out a win on, on Saturday with, uh, you know, holding the ball for a long time and let those running backs and offensive line and tight ends do their job and, um, and you know, get out of this thing with a, with a win, however you can get out with it. Exactly. I mean, and coming off those these last two losses, buddy, I mean, we'll take, we'll take a one-point yeah. win. We'll take it however we can get it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, and, and those those hurt. You know, those are two games that you feel like you should have won. And yep. um, so, you know, you, you got – you feel like you, you know, overall you played well and, and didn't get a win. I mean, I would take a – you know, I would take an ugly – ugly win this week or any any kind of win well any kind of win is not ugly so uh agreed <laughs> that's and i mean and, and you i mean you look at this north texas offense yes they might be the best in the nation but they've they've got some flaws too i mean you look um they they are very turnover prone i mean you look at yeah. the last game against middle tennessee they turned it over three times and i mean and penalties is also you know well you know uab fans we know about penalties <laughs> uh but north yeah. texas you know they're prone to having a lot of penalties as well. You look at the middle Tennessee game, they had 10 penalties. Um, and, you know, like I said, three turnovers. So if we can just get our players in the right positions, which, you know, I'm sure Reeves and coach Clark will have them prepared for North Texas and to, you know, put them where they need to be. And hopefully we can force uh, their quarterbacks to make some mistakes, which they've shown, you know, that, Hey, they are really good, really talented young 
quarterbacks, but they're young and they're, they've made mistakes and hopefully we can force them to make some mistakes this Saturday at Legion Field. And, you know, if we do that, I definitely like our chances for sure. Yeah, and, and I think another key is, and it's been this way every year, every year that UAB's played played North Texas and whoever's played North Texas, you've got to understand coming in that they're going to make plays. Right. And, and you've got to understand coming in that there's going to be a lot of adjustments, you know, because yes. uh, they do a lot of different things. Uh, it's not easy to uh, to practice the speed that they play at. Uh, you know, you know, they're going to, you know, they're going to be, you know, an, uh, a, a, a no huddle, you know, they, they're going to play tempo. So a lot of these things you got, you have to adjust to on, on the fly. You know, you, you got to come in with the mindset of this isn't going to be perfect. They're going to make plays. We've just got to stay the course and, you know, play the next play, you know, and, and that's not always easy to do, you know, but, but with these guys, you have to do that because, uh, you know, um, you know, you just you just can't you can't you know put your head down because they made a big play because because they they made big plays against everybody and they're gonna make play, big plays on Saturday. I mean that's just that's who they are, and right. you just got to you got to keep going. You you got to um you you got to not give up on things. You know, kind of kind of like Austin Watkins in in that Louisiana mm-hmm. Tech game running down that guy and then you hold him to a field goal. Right. Kind of like you know, kind of like the play Diggs made in the championship game against Middle Tennessee, running down that uh, Zach Dobson, yes. and getting him by his by his maybe his big toe, and uh, you know end up they end up only getting a field goal out of him when he scores a touchdown there. That game maybe is maybe over. So you've got to just keep playing no matter what, and um, you know make things as as tough on them as you can. But but they are going to make plays, and and you just got to live with that. Right. And I mean, we know this North Texas team is two and three, one and two in Conference USA. But I mean, you look at uh, or if you watched uh, Seth Luttrell's uh, press conference this week, I mean, he knows that his team's eager, you know, not only to get out of the get out onto the field and compete because they haven't competed in a month, but they know that their backs are against the wall. If they lose this game to UAB, then they're definitely out of the Conference USA championship race. So they're going to come in motivated, ready to play and eager to play, and I just hope, and I think that UAB will too, you know, to get back on the field, especially, you know, coming off of a bye week, but coming off of those two tough losses to, to I think, two really good Louisiana schools, um, Louisiana and Louisiana Tech. So um, definitely just hope UAB is ready to play, especially on the defensive side of the ball, but definitely um, hope that, you know, Tyler Johnston is close to 100%, and I, I think that he'll get the start this Saturday. Um, but if not, if, you know, we need uh, Lucero to be ready to come in if needed. Um, so definitely looking forward to this game. Again, this is going to be a two o'clock kickoff at Legion Field. Um, hope you guys, you know, if you can to come out to Legion Field and support the Blazers. Um, Alabama and Auburn have both already uh, announced that their games are postponed this Saturday. So hopefully we'll have a, you know, a, a, a good crowd out there, um, you know, all things considered this Saturday. Yeah, let's hope so. I think it's going to be entertaining for sure. I mean, it's not going to be, uh, you're not going to sit there on your hands. I mean, it's going to be entertaining. There's going to be a lot of things happening. And, um, you know, it's, 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 that's one thing, you know, about, you know, UAB also, but North Texas, I mean, they're fun to watch. I mean, now now if you're an old school seven to three type type guy, then, then, you know, maybe, maybe you need to stay home and listen to us on the radio, but, uh, (laughs) But you know, but it's it's fun to watch. I mean, it, it's uh, they'll they'll be fun to watch, and it'll be you know, and, and I think too that I think as a player, as a fan, as a coach, whatever, 
you can't take any of these weeks for granted because you might not have another one. Right. I mean, that's just that's just that's just the way of life right now. I mean, you don't know when the season's going to end. I mean, none of us do. And right. and so you can't take a game like, oh, well, I'll go next week. Well, heck, there might not be a next week in, in this season. Exactly. You just, just you just never know, you know. And and um, so you just got to enjoy enjoy the week and you know go from there. You know, uh, Steve, I was listening to another podcast the other day and. They were talking about how really each week that we get, you know, you got to treat it almost treat it almost like a bowl game because I mean, like sure. you just said, you know, that might be it. So you, yeah. you just got to leave it out all on the field and just do your best. Yeah. Um, but we do have some scheduling news uh, that has come up in football, well, and basketball too. We'll get to that. Uh, the next week's game after this after this North Texas game, uh, we were set to go out to El Paso to take on UTEP. We still will be playing UTEP, but it will be in Midland, Texas on Friday, November the 20th, instead of Saturday. Uh, we're playing them in Midland, Texas at a high school stadium, so that will be interesting to see without any fans. No fans allowed, so no spectators. Um, and this will also be an 11 a.m. kickoff, so it'll be a good little Friday morning. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny. It's 2020 keeps reminding us it's around, you know? <laughs> yes. I mean, how bizarre is that? I mean, it's just a bizarre. Crazy. Um, I mean, I was a little bitter, I have to admit. I wanted it to be played at Ratliff Stadium in, in Odessa. Where Friday Night Lights. Friday Night Lights. <laughs> you know, when I first heard about it, I first heard it was happening before they announced it, and uh, when I originally heard it, uh, you know, they, they were talking about going to Odessa and, right. um, I was pretty, ex- you know, I was like, Oh man, I hope that happens. I would love to go to Rattler stadium. Yes. Um, uh, you know, just, and I will go, I mean, when we're there, I will go see it, but, but I would love to, you know, cover a game there just for the fun of it. Um, but you know, then I heard later that Midland has a very nice stadium too. And, and so, you know, and it's, you know, we call it a high school stadium, uh, <laughs> but it's, it's bigger than Charlotte. You know, yes. and, and I like Charlotte Stadium. I think Charlotte is a beautiful little stadium and, and uh, you know, it has the, the uh, capability of becoming bigger, you know, without much uh, hassle if, if they get to the point where they need it. But, you know, you're talking about almost 20,000 seats uh, in a stadium. So it's not like your typical, you know. I mean, and I'm not saying this is a dig to Lawson Field, but it's not Lawson Field. <laughs> exactly. And I love Lawson Field. I think Lawson Field is a great place. But, but oh, yeah. Uh, but you know, it's not it's not a small high school stadium. It's not a you know. Uh, I mean, it's it's um, it's a it's going to be a nice place, you know. And and um, so I'm I'm looking forward to it. Um, one because just it's another game, but two because just the weirdness of it. <laughs> the yes. fact that we're you know we're in, in four hours away or whatever it is from El Paso playing UTEP with right. nobody in the stands and and. Um, you know, 11 o'clock in the morning on a Friday and, and, you know, heck we'll be, we might be home in time to see the, uh, you know, a high school game in, in Alabama, you know, that <laughs> night. So, uh, <laughs> so it's weird. I, I, I do wish, and, and, you know, other than playing at Rattler Stadium, I'm sorry I said, but I do also wish it was a Saturday morning game. Cause then we could yeah. go see, you know, go see a Friday night game there, um, which would be kind of neat. Uh, but, um, I, I mean, it, it'll be fun and it, it, it'll be different but fun yes i can't wait to uh hear from you steve on how how the atmosphere is with no fans and how just how it's going to be um but definitely kudos to utep and uh uab and i guess conference usa too on just you know trying to get this thing played you know 
Um, I know, you know, as you mentioned, it's what a three, four hour drive for UTEP to get from El Paso to Midland. So, yeah, I mean, this is like a road game for them. Shoot. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it's great. It's, it's, it's um, yeah, it's, it's different. And, you know, on, on, um, I guess on a uh, attendance dig sort of thing, it might not be the smallest um, attended uh, UAB UTEP game because the uh, the the year that Watson's last year, and I guess it was 2006, the, the Friday night game they played uh, there probably had um, – it felt like there was no, no stand. Because <laughs> that was yes. toward the end of the game. It was a cold night. There was high school football going on, and people were mad, and – I mean, it was, um, I don't know what the true attendance was, but it wasn't much more than they're going to be there, you know, a week from, you know, a week from Friday. Right. And I didn't want to say this, but I'll go ahead and say this. Hey, UAB's used to uh, playing in front of practically no fans on Conference USA road games anyway. So <laughs> Yeah, and road games, yeah. Yeah, because yes. not, not these days, not, not home games, but yeah. Um, but road games, yeah, there's been a few that uh, – well, I mean that that Louisiana Tech game two years ago, or in uh, eighteen, uh, you know, because they had the the, the lighter delay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was going to be a nice crowd. I mean, they expected a nice crowd, but um, not that many came back because because I mean, it, when they came when we started the game that night, it was still lightning. So I I wouldn't have gone and sat in the stands either. <laughs> no, no way. Yeah. Well, so, shoot, I remember the Rice game last year. You know, I I, yeah. I left the Legion Field after what the second or third lightning delay. I, I was, I mean, it was like what one o'clock in the morning. I had to go. Back. Yeah. So yeah. And speaking of Rice, you know, their their home games don't don't draw a whole lot either. So uh, that's played right. there played there in eighteen, and there wasn't a whole lot of people there. So it'll be, you know, it, it it'll still be a different thing because because. Playing in front of um, smaller crowds, especially in a big stadium like Rice has and like Legion Field is, um, is one thing. But you still have noise. You still have fans. You still have, you know, it's, there's still an atmosphere there. Right. There really is. And, you know, um, this will be nobody. And and I don't know, you know, they say no fans. I don't know if they're allowing parents in. I don't know if they're, I don't know what, you know, I don't know what the rules are. But, um, you know, when you're talking about nobody in the stands, that's, that's like a, you know, a, a fall camp scrimmage yeah. or, or, or a spring scrimmage or, or, you know, something like that. It'll be, um, it'll just be interesting. You know, um, you're going to have to bring your own emotion and bring your own, uh, it's, I don't know. It's, it's going to be weird. And I don't know if there's some way they can pipe in some noise. Maybe they'll do that. I, you know, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. You know, kind of like the NFL stadiums do, you know, bring in some yeah. piped in noise. Which still the best to best to me is when the Eagles piped in booing <laughs> and they boot they booed their own quarterback. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, I mean to me the greatest crowd noise, you know, piped in crowd noise ever. You boo your own quarterback and you know, and your by your team's employees do that. So um by putting that on the on the uh, loudspeaker. But but yeah, I don't know if they'll do something like that. Who knows? I mean, who knows how, how they're gonna handle it. But it, it it'll be different, but um you know, between the lines, you can't let it be different. You just you got to come out. You still got to come out and play your assignments and do what you're supposed to do, and you know try to win a game. Right. And uh, one last thing on that, with it being moved to Friday a day before, I think that helps UAB out too because you know a week later we play a Friday game after Thanksgiving yeah. against Southern Miss, so that gives UAB a full week to prepare for Southern Miss. So. Um, yeah, and, and and also no, that's a great point, John. And and also the fact that it starts so early, you get home. 
Yeah. Uh, so you're not getting home, you know, um, Sunday, you know, at two o'clock in the morning or, you know, cause it's a, it's a, not as long as El Paso flight obviously, but it's a, you know, it's a good little flight. And, um, so you're still getting home at a decent hour. So you can, you can start Sunday at your regular time instead of saying, okay, well, Hey, we didn't get back to two. These, you know, these kids got to get some rest. You know, we're not going to be able to start at our regular time. You know, you're, you're on your regular schedule at that point. So, um, that's um that's good that's that's important yes um well uh last on football uh the the rice game is uh rescheduled it will be saturday december the 12th at rice uh time to be determined that will be announced probably in a couple weeks um but yeah that's it for football um basketball conference usa was going to look at the scheduling format of going thursday and saturday but they have officially announced that they're going to go Friday, Saturday for the conference game. So that's going to be interesting to see how that's handled, um, you know, playing Friday and then turning around playing the very next day uh, at the same place. It's going to be weird, but um, we just hope that we'll be able to get a full season in. And, you know, up until this last couple of weeks, I feel like football and conference, oh, well, football in general, college football has gone pretty well. Um, but of course, you know, with Halloween and the election and just things going on, um, you're going to have uh, more positive cases, too. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, and speaking of basketball season, basketball season kicks off in two weeks from today. November 25th is the men and women's team will start. Uh, but on that note, guys, uh, we definitely hope UAB can get the W and get on the right side of the win column. You know, we've taken two really tough losses uh, the last two games. So hopefully we can get back on track and get that W at Legion Field. Uh, we hope to see you guys at 2 o'clock uh, this Saturday as we take on North Texas. Make sure that you guys are following us on Twitter and on Facebook at BlazerPod, P-O-D. And, you know, just continue to spread the word and help tell all Blazer fans about the podcast. You know, it's really hard for us to um, spread the word this year with, out any tailgating you know there's no way for us to set up set up a tailgate and help pass out stuff to spread the word about the podcast so we're solely relying on you and on social media to help spread the word about us and you know try to get through this 2020 season i know we're all ready for 2021 to get here um and hopefully it'll be a lot better year uh but on that note guys uh hope you have a great rest of your week and go blazers <laughs>